About what? Exactly. Broadcasting live from Justin's basement on the love seat. <laughs> Do you think it's live? I mean, we're live. We're we live. we have to be live, but we're not broadcasting live. Broadcasting from the past, but we're both on Justin's love seat. That's why we sound so much better this week. Do we sound better? We need. We definitely need to get a new microphone, a new setup, and up our game because. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of listeners mm-hmm. that want us to up our game. Yeah. And, you know, what it's going to take is money. Money. Mm-hmm. So donate. Yeah. Donate to about what? <laughs> <laughs> so that we can improve our podcast. Send it directly to Tyler. Yep. Or my wife. She, uh, you know, she holds uh, full control of the bank account. There's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly. I it was by my design. Well, we missed we missed a week. We did, and uh, I, I will have to apologize. That is my fault. I found myself in. I was a little busy. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering how I was going to get everything done and and still be able to record that evening. And then on top of that, my dad called me and needed help. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm not one. I'm not one to ever say no to my parents because, yeah. well, mm-hmm. they raised me. Yeah. Well, and they're good people. They're good people. So I mean, I, I personally figured you were busy uh, carving jack o' lanterns because those pumpkins aren't going to cut themselves. Uh, I actually didn't. Uh, we we haven't carved pumpkins in a number of years. Um, this was the first year that we have not carved any pumpkins at our house. I, you know, surprised. to me, it was kind of the mandatory thing to do with children, right? Yeah. Because that's what you do, right? Yeah. Um, well, my wife and I are both children. Well, there's nothing wrong with that if yeah. it's what you enjoy. I mean, you mm-hmm. and your, I mean, my wife enjoys decorating mm-hmm. for the holidays. And, she's, and she does a good job of that, too. She's got a lot of pumpkins. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. Um, you know, I, she I, has a little pumpkin sitting everywhere. I think we had about 50 pumpkins that we brought home from the pumpkin farm. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife, there was one year we had to play guess how many pumpkins are in our kind of our great mm-hmm. room and dining room together. And it was way over 100 one year. Oh, really? And the, of course, this these are mini pumpkins mm-hmm. or decorations with pumpkins yeah. or something like that. And I don't think it's quite as extreme as she used to be, but... She used to have a lot of pumpkins. Yeah. But she's definitely an inside decorator. We don't decorate outside very much just because. Yeah. You had some sort of spook hanging from your door, and that's not racist. It was uh, a ghost. No, yeah. Or something. Well, it was a spider. Yeah, yeah spider. Yeah. It was a spider. And we did have a jack a jack lantern out there, a Frankenstein one that mm-hmm. come from the same farm Yeah, that you got yours. And then a couple green pumpkins, or mm-hmm. I guess they'd be squash or yeah, gourds or whatever they are pumpkins are squash right yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah they're all in the same family i'm squash i feel like i'm squash Some, sometimes 
or a gourd. One yeah. of those really goofy shaped gourds. I, I really like squash. Like um, eating squash? Yeah, banana squash. I don't mind squash. There's some, is it acorn squash that I don't really like because it's harder than hell to cut? Um, oh, no. Is that's that the acorn? Hubbards. Oh, the Hubbards. Yeah. The One Hubbards, of them, yeah. like, you can't hardly cut the shit. Yeah. You have to have a, a saw to yeah. cut it. So it's kind of like dealing with a coconut or something. Yeah. For real. It's just got a, a tough, tough skin on it. And, and I don't really like yeah. the taste of it as much either. No, it's got a little bit of a nutty flavor. It's not bad, but um, I don't know. Banana squash just has a real mild flavor compared to acorn. And Yeah, I like banana others. squash. I even like winter squash. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the other one? Uh, there's spaghetti squash. It, I don't, it's all right. Spaghetti squash, I could take it or leave it. It's, I mean, there's a lot of people that swear up and down, oh, well, you got to replace your spaghetti with spaghetti squash. Tastes just the same. No, it doesn't. Bullshit. Yeah. I mean, anybody that's telling you it tastes just the same, it's probably trying to sell you something. Yeah, or hook up with you. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's yeah, kind of Yeah, put this same. in your mouth. It'll yeah, taste the same. These are the same it. people that are like, oh, replace your mashed potatoes with mashed cauliflower. No. Now, here's the deal. I don't think ma- mashed cauliflower would be that bad. It's not that bad. I'm it, not it against just, it, but it it's like not cauliflower. Yeah, it's not a replacement. It's a different meal. Yeah, it doesn't taste like potato. It tastes like cauliflower. Yeah, if I wanted mashed cauliflower, I'd have mashed goddamn cauliflower. Precisely. But, you know, what, shouldn't we worry more about substitutions? I mean, we can clone people, right? Yeah. Why can't we clone a potato into a healthy... I mean, because... Genetically engineered? I mean, take it back. Potatoes are healthy. Yeah, potatoes in and of themselves are actually one of the the best, uh, most healthy things uh, for you. You just don't want too much of them because yeah. they're high in starch and mm-hmm. things like that, carbs. And, and here, here's a, uh, the cool thing that my wife uh, pointed out once upon a time um, recently is that if you, supposedly if you cook a potato all the way through and then cool it down and then reheat it, then it turns the starch into fiber. So it becomes more of a vegetable and less of a starch. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Would that be Cuts a lot of carbs out. Interesting. So instead of being constipated, you shit in your pants. Like, let's hope so. I mean, that's how fiber works, right? Yeah, fiber is supposed to yeah, help move that stuff through. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So twice-baked potatoes is where it's at. But I you have to so. let them cool in between. Yeah, and I guess you can't load them up with uh, all kinds of butter and and oh. cheese and stuff. But what's the point, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. There's two ways, at least here in America, the most common to eat potatoes. It's either a loaded baked potato or a french fry, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's not the potato that's really the no. bad item for you there. Exactly. And I've, I've heard that one uh, from several people, too, is that potatoes are fine. It's everything that you put on top of them that... It's going to kill you. Well, how many times do you just eat potatoes? Like just a straight potato? Well, I mean, even cooked. I mean, you just cook. A, I mean, who's going to bake a potato and not put anything on it? Oh, exactly. And that's another thing. I mean, I I went through a phase all back in my teenage years to my 20s where, yeah, I'd eat straight potatoes, just, you know, baked potato without anything on it. Just pick it up like an apple and eat it. But I was an unusual critter back then, so... Well, you're pretty unusual now, and I mean that with all due love. Thank you. 
I love YouTube. But I mean, I guess it would be like a French fry if you did it in the air fryer and didn't add mm -hmm. extra oil and stuff. Yeah. Of course, then you turn around and dip, dip it in ketchup or fry yeah. sauce or something. <laughs> so you're, you're yeah. something loaded with sugar and mayonnaise or something. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of these posts on Instagram or Facebook or something. Have you seen how, like, you can take, say, frosted flakes or ketchup or you name the food, right? Mm -hmm. Macaroni and cheese or some different things. Okay. Here in America, and I, I don't know if this is true, but they always show the similarities. They'll say, okay, in England, ketchup's pretty much these three ingredient, mm -hmm. ingredients. And in America, we've got, you know, an yeah. extra pound of sugar mm -hmm. and all these preservatives and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? I mean, um, you, you've been to England or is their ketchup yeah. taste any different? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, it does. <laughs> I mean, in a bad way or not necessarily. It's probably what I would say more tomatoey, less sugary. We, we put up, we pack a lot of sugar in our ketchup on this side of the, the pond. Um, but yeah, in, in, in England, Ketchup is more, hmm, like, uh, probably tomato, vinegar, and salt uh, would be those three ingredients, I would think. But it makes me wonder why, you know, these companies, do you think it's more about the preservatives and the shelf life and the transportation yeah. of the stuff, you know, because it's got to sit mm -hmm. in a box for two months before it ships out, and then it sit, yeah. sits in a warehouse, and mm -hmm. then... Then it's got to sell, and I mean, do you, is that why they do it? Is it money, yeah, or are they really trying to kill us? Uh, well, there's different regulations as well. Um, in fact, my wife and I were just talking about this tonight. Um, the difference between like European eggs versus uh, American eggs. Um, you go to the grocery store, and American eggs are in the refrigerated section, and as soon as you come home, you store them in your fridge. In Europe. You don't have to refrigerate your eggs because they don't uh, they don't wash the eggs before they sell them. They leave the bloom, the natural uh, coating from the chicken on it, and so that protects it from any kind of bacterial, uh, you know, transfer uh, until you open up the shell. So, hey, uh, how long do they last in comparison? About a month. You can. Uh, yeah, you can keep a, an egg for about a month. Hmm. I would have thought the only difference in eggs would have been the accent. Yeah. What does that? What is the accent of an egg? Okay, so like what a rooster? Like if your eight-inch cock, okay, was from England. All right. He might be. Would he cockadoodle-do with a tad bit of an accent? And that's another thing that I've heard is that animals actually have accents depending on where they're from. Really? Yeah. You're shitting me. I've heard that. I don't know, like, how they measure that. I think, was it with cats that they said that? That cats have a, a particular accent depending on what part of the country you're in? It's strange. But um, as far as, that. Uh, you know, they, they make different animal noises around the world depending on where you're at. Um, or at least uh, the humans in that area would assign a different sound to the different animals. Well, do you think, I mean, kind of getting back to what we were talking about, do you think the food situation is, you know, 
a bad situation here in the States with all the preservatives and things? I mean, why all the additives? Um, I think the additives are, um, that's probably enforced by the Environmental Protection Agency or the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Well, it's funny because they're worried about certain things, but not, mm-hmm. it, you know, it seems well, seems to yeah. me like our food, for the most part, is killing us. Yeah. And is that because it's loaded with preservatives and salt? And I mean, because that's one thing that we notice is like, if you look at half the stuff that you buy, especially canned goods or dried goods, it's loaded with sodium. You're getting 40%. You know what? Even, even candy is yeah. loaded with sodium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes so, it makes no sense. Don't let that... your kids eat their Halloween candy. Yeah, exactly. Because they're going to get a pretty big dose of sugar and mm-hmm. sodium. Yep. And then you're going to have to deal with it. They're not going to brush their teeth. No. They're no. kids. They're kids. I mean, there's always that one wishful person that's thinking that they're doing the Lord's work out there. Uh, usually it's a dentist or somebody... If they're not a dentist, then they're just a jerk. Um, but they hand out like uh, toothbrushes at Halloween instead of candy. I, I can see handing out toothbrushes along with candy, but going that makes that makes sense. You know, you've got you've got those rare people that um, I don't know if you've seen this when you were a kid, but when you're trick or treating, there's one rich person up the street that gives out full size candy bars. Oh yeah. Everybody loves that house. Now, if they were giving out full size candy bars with a toothbrush, Mm -hmm. that would actually be well-meaning, you know, I I would kind of understand it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And you know, I, I can get on board with that because dentists make a lot of money. So they make, yeah. I'm kind of against dentists because it's kind of funny when I, when Mm -hmm. I was younger, I, I'm talking, five to eight mm-hmm. i had a lot of fillings put in and um come to find out i didn't need them and the dentist that did them was ended up getting sued and going oh. to jail for fraudulent stuff now that's interesting and i also since i've been an adult i you know i don't know if it's fraudulent but every time i'd go to this dentist oh we're just going to give you a little filling you know or we're going to replace that old crown or whatever and then you know be easy yeah. They they do the job or whatever. Two days later, my mouth hurts so bad. Oh, we got to do a root canal now. You know, it, that That's happened right. to me two or three times, and so I just started thinking, you know, I'll just wait till my teeth about ready to fall out, and then I'll go mm-hmm. get the root canal. Yeah, I mean, what's the difference? It's actually going to be less expensive because mm-hmm. I don't have to do the filling, then the root canal. You know, yeah. oh yeah, I, I I don't really trust dentists. Yeah, um, and I'm sure there's some good ones, and I like. There's some dentists that kind of come across a little chiropractor-ish, you know, where they they have like a, a suited purpose, but then they're like, oh, well, you know, if you want to cure your uh, wet ails you, then we'll fix your teeth and do a root canal or, you know, put some caps on there. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of how Alan Harper is treated at Two and a Half Men. You know, he's always saying he's a doctor, but he's actually a chiropractor, and yeah. so everybody <laughs> kind of laughs at it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But dentists, I mean, it's pretty lucrative. I mean, mm-hmm. just to go get a teeth cleaning that takes, what, 15 minutes? Yeah. You're a couple hundred bucks at least. For sure. Yeah. And he's usually taking care of two or three other people at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the only good part about it is if, 
the nurse rubs her boobs against your head, but that never mm-hmm. happens. No. So, and and considering my dentist, I don't really want the boobs rubbed against my head. Yeah. Because she's about 95. Yeah, so they're probably going to... They're rubbing her more, knees. I don't yeah. want them to rub my head, too, you know? Yeah, they'll probably drape across you like a blanket. Yeah. yeah. And it'd probably put me to sleep. Yeah. Cut off my air. Yeah, too. Yeah, probably suffocate you, like, you know, putting yeah. a plastic bag over you. Yeah. Interesting. Or, I, or a huge pancake. I like where we go with these things. Oh, yeah. We we, we dove into... We're, we'll go there. Uh, hey, man, it's just, or not. it's just real life. And I can, can I tell you what excite? Well, I was telling you because mm-hmm. we were listening to some of the music right before we started recording. But, you know, obviously, as I've stated many a times, my favorite band of all time, mm-hmm. the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even though two of them are dead and they're not together anymore, they've long since been broke up. I, yeah. I get real excited when they release new material and they released uh, what a lot of experts consider to be their best album, Revolver. Mm-hmm. Um, they released a super deluxe edition that has some new recordings, some, you know, outtakes and things like that. And so I've been kind of excited for that all week. You should be. Yeah. And because we were listening to this uh, before the recording and boy, it's uh, that's quite the nice set you got. Yeah, it's a nice, nice box set. It comes mm-hmm. right here. It comes with a nice big hardbound book mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, it's I don't know. I just get so excited when it's got CDs and uh, and a record, and vinyl LP record. Yeah, what do I got there? That's the record. Mm-hmm. But it's got you know a really nice book. Look at all these nice yeah. colored pictures of them in the studio. Mm-hmm. And I I like the smell. I I, yeah. I don't know what they're doing there. Um. Oh, those are uh, light gels. Oh, they're looking through the cellophane light gels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, there they are in the studio. And yeah. I haven't read the book yet, but I'm getting excited, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that with my guitars. And there's a picture of all their guitars, too. Yeah, but I, I was pretty excited with that. I got to sit down and listen to it. The one thing I've got, you know, I'm a huge audiophile, right? Yeah. And it used to be that I would sit, you know, let's set up the stage here. In my room, I've got a couple stereos. I've got four big speakers. Mm-hmm. Well, two big speakers and two front-facing speakers, and it has an amazing surround sound system mm-hmm. sound when I really want to turn it up. We didn't even turn it up very loud. I mean, oh, it, no. it'll go to where you can't even hear yourself think, and mm-hmm. that's how I used to listen to everything, and in the car. The funny thing, in the car, I don't have any CD player anymore in the car, so you have to stream everything, and when you stream music, mm-hmm. it just doesn't sound the same. It doesn't sound as yeah. full. It doesn't sound as strong. And so if I miss anything about going to work every day, it's probably that. Because mm-hmm. I would just, whatever music I was listening to at the time, I'd have that in. I'd play it as loud as humanly possible on the way to work and the way home. And that was kind of my free time. As you knew, when we worked together before, mm-hmm. I was listening to music all day long, but yeah. it was more of a background yeah. type of thing, you know. Just something but, to keep the rhythm while you're working yeah i don't know if you've ever seen the movie iron eagle yeah but you know when he's flying he has to have the music on to hit the targets and chappy gets real pissed and makes him turn off the music Mm -hmm. and he can't hit any of the targets he finally turns the music back on and hit all the targets that's me Mm -hmm. i can't hit whatever my given targets are for that day or that job or that situation Mm -hmm. i have to have at very least music on in the background or, and I'm being completely serious, or I'm like off kilter. I, mm-hmm. I can't, it, 
it discombobulates yeah. me. So I'm just a music freak. Well, music is uh music has a really good purpose for that and uh you know a lot of it helps to keep rhythm i mean quite literally keep rhythm with um your movements with your motion that's why we listen to music while we exercise um we listen to to music um it can actually affect the the beat of your heart as well there's some music you listen to it and then your heart starts uh beating even faster and it will change it so and see i think most music i listen to mm-hmm. makes my heart beat slower mm-hmm. just simply because it gives me that calming feel it, it, you mm-hmm. know most of the music i listen to i'm mostly into old music you know the beatles obviously the doors the who led zeppelin that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and there's a lot of newer music i like too but yeah the older music that i've listened to for 30 plus years mm-hmm. Um, every, just like when I listen to a revolver, every song reminds me, I can remember, I wouldn't say the first time, but the first time period that I would listen to it. And every time I hear a song, it kind of takes me back to that in a, you know, in a conscious way, you know, and it just makes me feel better. Yeah. And feel more calm. I don't feel calm when there's not music on I can't just sit there and, you know, do the work on my computer during the day and and not have music in the background or I'll go absolutely apeshit. I, you're not quite the same way. No, um, I'm, in fact, quite the opposite, If especially if it's the same music over and over again. If it's the, like uh, the, our, our radio stations have a bad habit of playing the same songs. Well, I think that's pretty common with all radio stations Mm -hmm. because I think if you know the way the music industry works and how they pay, you know, they have to pay per play on those Mm -hmm. things. And so they're not going to get a band, whoever, you know, REO Speedwagon. They're going to take their biggest hit and they're going to have that, you know, and they're going to have Sweet Home Alabama from Leonard Skinner Mm because there isn't a rock station a classic rock station, uh, anything that's not going to play Sweet Home Alabama, right? That's right. But most of those rock stations, you could probably take a handful of 30 or 50, probably 50 songs, Mm -hmm. and every radio station in every area across the whole country is playing that same range of 50 songs. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably a little more than that, but, I mean, there's a lot of those radio stations when we'd listen to them at work, you remember that... Yeah. You know, you'd um, start hearing the same songs, but you'd hear them in the morning. Then about oh, four o'clock, yeah. they'd start playing. And, and you'd hear, like, you can almost set your clock by them. Yeah. they play them regularly. Yeah. Well, Sirius XM's that way. There mm-hmm. was um, a couple of stations my wife and I used to listen to on the way to work and on the way home. Mm-hmm. And you would hear three songs in a row. And I know music really well, mm-hmm. so I would hear three songs that I liked and then you know, on the way home, you'd hear those same three songs in order again. And and I'm sure it has to do with how much they're paying to, yeah. to get them and things like that. They can't just play everything under the sun, but yeah, we, I've noticed that with, uh, even the, um, with the, uh, the streaming services or like, you know, your, what did we, what did we talk about in our last episode, the vir- virtual assistants or elect- smart assistants. Like Alexa is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you tell her to start playing music, I noticed that, like, a lot of our favorite uh, things to listen to 
um, you tell her, hey, we you don't know, play, you know, 80s hits or whatever. And it's the same playlist. Uh, in fact, the same, the, the same order of songs over and over again. Yes. Do you think, do you think uh, music is less or more important nowadays than it was? Because, I mean, obviously now we have the ability to listen to music pretty much anywhere, which mm -hmm. you always could as far as the radio. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, now you bring your phone or mm -hmm. your iPod or whatever the hell you have, you, your yeah. micro SD card that can have 7,000 albums on it, you know, and you can listen to it anywhere, but I... But it's almost like the importance of listening isn't the same as, hey, let's go sit down by the record player and the speakers on the floor or on the couch or whatever and mm -hmm. and listen to some albums, you know. Yeah. And I, I remember that from my dad when I was young. We would always sit down and listen to albums, mm -hmm. always. And I still to this day, um, when I listen to music, I try and listen to them. The Beatles being a good example. I can always hear the next song coming on because I know what it should be on that album because I've listened to them so many times. I don't like listening yeah. to a huge mix, you know, unless it's separate artists, mm -hmm. obviously. Yeah. But do you think the importance of music is more or less today, or do you think it's just different? Um, I wouldn't say that the music of today is as revolutionary or as um, making as big of strides as it did back in the 60s well but, it's kind of, it's kind of like this mm -hmm. i mean when you could get a re i'm holding the beatles revolver album and it's yeah. got kind of a interesting cover on it yeah and you know you go back in the day when you would buy lps you know and that mm -hmm. was part of it you're holding that artwork in your yeah. hand you know mm -hmm. and you physically you know you can't just hit a little button and skip through songs i mean you can move the record player along but it it's a hell of a lot harder to do than on a digital device, right? Yeah, it is. So I just don't think it's as, I think the word would be it's not as personal anymore. Yeah. I don't think people take their music as personal. True. Um, I guess there's just not a lot of music that I see being produced in this modern era that makes me think, yeah, that's what's going to get people to go out and march in the streets. What about, do you hear anything nowadays that makes you think, hey, we're still going to be hearing that on the radio 50 years from now? Because um, when I hear Beyonce or <laughs> Adam Levine or whoever yeah. it is, you know, I there mm -hmm. might be some catchy little tunes in there that are okay, but to me they're, they're done and forgotten and they're not going to be there's going to be no substance to them in the future. Yeah. Now that's me saying that now, mm -hmm. and I'm sure there's people saying that about the Beatles and about, you sure. know, but, but I mean, for example, uh, it, it makes sense to take a step uh, back and think about songs from like the nineties or the two, the early two thousands that were played over and over and over again on the radio. Um, Things like, you know, the Wallflowers or uh, Hoobastank. Um, they're songs that <clears throat> they played, you know, Hoobastank, The Reason, over and over and over again. When was the last time that you heard it played on the radio now? I mean, it's just kind of, in fact, you'll hear it and then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that song. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're... It kind of jogs your memory and then you realize 
wait a second, you know, uh, you know, the wallflowers uh, closer to you. That used to be played all the time on the radio, and I haven't heard that one in 20 years. I do still hear the wallflowers one headlight. Yeah. Quite often. Uh Uh-huh. Which, it's almost like when you hear a song, you can tell whether it's, I guess is the word, uh, (laughs) a meaningful song. Yeah. And it has substance to it or something Mm -hmm. like that, because to me, everything that, Beyonce or is as popular as she is Taylor mm-hmm. Swift yeah everything she's making it there's no substance to it in my mm-hmm. this is my old man's opinion of it right but well, it sure. just it just seems soulless and yeah you know simply marketable to you know the teenage mm-hmm. demo that's going to go out there and you know buy all the albums and they'll grow out of them and find mm-hmm. something they like later in life that's that's kind of how it seems to me you know it, yeah. But, you know, I know a lot of people said that about the Beach Boys, about the Beatles and things like that. But here we are 60 years later and they're still. Yeah. People are still listening to it. Still as relevant or maybe even more so mm-hmm. relevant. They're even talking about this new revolver box set may knock uh, um, Taylor Swift off the number one. Oh, really? Yeah, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. They said they don't know for sure if it's going to happen, but if it did, that'd be. I mean, a band that hasn't well, been together I, for 50-plus years. Almost 70. Well, no, not 70. 50. 50. Don't try and... I know. I'm trying to date us. Yeah. While we're sitting on the love seat. Yeah, I mean, there is a little... I mean, we're on separate cushions. Let's, yeah. Let's... I, I mean, we did this so we can both face the mic. Yeah. I mean, but now we, I can't see you as well. Yeah, and I, I'm just catching you from. Well, I, I feel real awkward trying to make eye contact. You with know, you, you know what we need. What we we need a commercial break. Well, we so. do, but before we go to commercial break, what we need for next week, we need a big mirror in front yeah. of us, so we can just talk to each other. We can talk to each mirror. other through the mirror. <laughs> but I guess it's probably best to go to a commercial break instead. Okay. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download this free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're back, and are we... I hope we sound somewhat similar. We've been messing with the microphone in our uh, while you've been listening to our sponsor. We've uh, we do have some audio upgrades to make because let's be honest, we're we're kind of hillbilly podcasters. Yeah, we're we're and I, it. My, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well said. We we were talking um, off the air about uh, how when we were during COVID. Actually sounded better because we were both right up on our mic, but it's a little difficult to be right up on the mic um, when we're so close in the same room. It'd almost be like making out. Yeah, and not that I'm against that, but it's probably not the best option at this point. Well, a hundred or, or at uh, let's see, how, how ninety minutes of this 
uh, being right up on each other on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that, that, that'll that um, at least make our wives nervous. I mean, I'm kind of nervous sitting on the love seat, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not holding hands. No, not yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're only in our session B of C. Yeah, exactly. We're two of three or mm-hmm. our second. What would you call it? I don't know. My mind's telling me no, but my body is telling <laughs> me yes. <laughs> yeah. That's happened to me on this couch more times than you know. Yeah. This couch was in our old house. Oh, was it? And now it's become my music room couch. Mm-hmm. Which, your music room's looking pretty nice this week. It's we, all cleaned up. We spent some time cleaning it up. We still, I still have some things to go through. Uh, for example, the closet over there that has my magazines, mm-hmm. my music books, my posters, a couple guitars. Um Remote control car. Yeah, there's remote control. There's a safe in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yearbooks and yeah, it, it, it's pretty full, mm-hmm. and it's it's fairly organized as far as I wouldn't say this is a junk room, but it somehow become a junk room. And you know, I've got a big armoire full of all my CDs and my records and my you know box sets. I've got a bookshelf in here. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guitars in here. Um, and two upstairs. I have ten guitars. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, two of them don't really count because it was my first acoustic and my first electric. Mm-hmm. They're the ones in the closet there you can see without a case. I see. Uh, both guitars probably together cost me $200, so they're... You know, they're beginner beginner guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep them just... Did you buy a beat-up six-string from a second-hand store? I did. Mm-hmm. Didn't I, I didn't really know how to play it, but I but I knew for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one guitar. Damn! Felt good <laughs> as hands. <laughs> I guess that's enough of that. It didn't take long for Justin no, to understand. It did take long for me to understand. Be the jukebox hero. You know, that Foreigner album, um, I can't even remember what the uh, name of the album, I think it's Head Games. I may be wrong, but that Foreigner album has Jukebox Hero, it has Dirty White Boy. Mm -hmm. When I was about four, I used to play Dirty White Boy. Do you know the song Dirty Mm -hmm. White Boy? All the time, and I guess my manner of dancing was running around the, the living room table as fast as I could till the song was over. <laughs> and my, my mom said there you were, were a few occasions where I ran into the table oh, and did some serious damage, <laughs> but that's, that's my childhood dancing. Mm-hmm. I liked, I liked dancing to dirty white boy. And I liked dancing to the whole Billy Joel glass houses album. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm not a huge Billy Joel fan, but I do like the glass houses album. Okay. I don't know if you've heard it. It has, I can't even remember what it has on it. The Down Easter Alexa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. There I you don't go. know. Yeah. It might be, it might be that album. Uptown Girl. No, 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 no. Okay. It has, 
you know, it's really weird because I feel like, you know, we could hit pause and mm-hmm. come back like we never even left and yeah. edit it in and not look like complete morons. Yeah, we could totally do justice to you uh, listeners out there. But yeah, we're, but we're not going to. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody listens to this podcast because they have a strong sense of justice. Um, I would actually like a few people because we've been getting a few emails and that from, from our listeners. I would like people to send us in and tell us why exactly you do like listening to us. Mm-hmm. If you do. I mean, obviously you're not going to. Well, maybe, maybe they just listen out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. I highly doubt they're going to email us if they don't enjoy listening because yeah. they're probably not listening to me telling them <laughs> to email. But but tell us what you like about it, what you'd yeah. like to hear more or hear less. You know, maybe. Mm-hmm. A little feedback. You know, maybe you want new hosts. I, yeah. I don't know. Well, we, we can hire a couple of the youngins. And maybe that's the best way to do it. Yeah. You know, we really set out. You own a couple of youngins. We could bring them down here. I actually asked my youngest if he wanted to be on the podcast. What did he say? Uh, he said, I don't know why. I'm like, to be on the podcast. What for? I like him, but he has no ambition. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe after our next commercial break, I can get him to come in. Yeah. And say a few words. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But, yeah, it's... It's really interesting because we really started the podcast just to have a reason to bullshit with each other about things and to leave a pretty good record of us speaking so our wives could hear us when we're both gone. Yeah. Wasn't that the main intention? Exactly. So, you know, when, when I am cold and in the grave, my wife will be able to um, put on these podcasts and listen to me from the other side. Do you think when you're gone, she will tend to listen to your podcast more or watch fireworks? Well, I know that we're supposed to die together as everybody, um, aspires to do. My wife and I were talking about this this evening when we went on a walk that who gets to die first. Well, I was telling her something about when I died, da 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 da, and she says, "How about we just die together so we don't have to worry about it?" And I'm like, right. well, "I'm like, that's worry about it." Yeah, I'm like, "That's a pretty good plan." Other than sometimes you don't get to choose. True. I mean, you can choose if you yeah. want, but that's kind of a chicken shit way to go about things. Mm-hmm. I but, figure when we die, the cats will eat us. Would you want to know when you were going to die? I mean, if somebody could tell you right now, "Hey, you're going to die on this date," would you want to know? Yeah. Would you? I think I would. But do you want to know, hoping that it's out a long ways or, you know, because I, if... I just want to know how much time I have to prepare because, I mean, I, I need to, in fact, my wife and I, were, we're getting on in years. We're in our 40s. Yeah, you're, so, yeah. God, you're ancient. <laughs> so we need, we need to make funeral plans and arrangements and let each other know what our wishes are for if one of us goes before the other and then the other has to deal with it. So, so you need a living will. Yeah. So I, I need to go and meet with the, the funeral parlor guy and say, Hey, regardless of what anybody thinks, I want you to cremate me. Just, you know, and in fact, we, we can probably deal with this right now. Uh, just <laughs> I'll, I'll climb in the crematorium 
<laughs> It'll just be our secret. <laughs> well, I, I want to be cremated at a pet crematorium. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, from what I understand, they're about one one hundredth of the cost mm -hmm. of a, you know. Of a, it's the same dang furnace. You're burning a <laughs> goddamn body. I yeah, mean, exactly. What, what, I mean, and I know. And I, maybe if it's, if it's an issue of size. Cut well, me in half from putting Exactly. It. I mean, right. this is not a big deal. I mean, there's some big dogs out there that yeah. they're putting in these things. I'm sure people... If they have... can cremate a Great Dane, they can cremate a fat little guy like me. Exactly. Cut, cut my head off. Yeah. In and fact, stuff the leprechaun in there. Yeah. I might be okay with all of my pieces cremated and bagged separately. Sure. Except my penis. Well, you know, that's going to be preserved in a glass case. Really? Well, I was more worried about how small the package would be once it was cremated. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured that they would set up a museum to it, you know. Yeah. Some, a shrine where all of your groupies would come to, you know, give homage. Money, it would look like, it, cream. my cremated penis would be like, look like a tiny bit of table salt in a Ziploc a bag. In a table salt in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll just keep it in like thirds or something, yeah. upper, middle, and lower. This is not cocaine. <laughs> no, 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 don't. Was it Keith Richards that snorted his father? I think it was. Yeah, he he but, uh, mixed him in with his coke and snorted him. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what I meant by interesting. Yeah. Keith Richards. He, there's a guy who I'm always just amazed he's still alive, and he, I'm sure he'll outlive all the Rolling Stones. Do you think? The, you know, all the folklore about him and all that. You think it's more, what's, what's the word? Do you think it's more made up than anything? You know, just, just kind of a Maybe. fire and, you know, spread through social media. Because it's kind of a going mm. joke now with yeah. Keith Richards, right? That's kind of like, you know, the legend becomes bigger than the, the person. Kind of the Chuck, the Chuck Norris jokes of the internet and all that. Like what makes, you know, what makes Keith Richards really any different than, say, um, Paul McCartney or yeah. or Mick Jagger, you know, mm -hmm. just because, you know, all of them have done substances yeah. over their years, probably just as much as Keith. It's just mm -hmm. Keith looks like he's done more because he's one ugly human oh, being. Yeah. I mean, the guy's quite leathery. leathery well, you yeah. look at him even in the 60s pictures of him, and he's not a good-looking man. No, he's hard on the eyes. And, uh, you know, it, it just looks like he li he's lived a hard life. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Do you think it's more about the fact that he's just an ugly son of a bitch, and so everybody thinks, oh, God, he's lived a hard life. No, he's just ugly. Yeah. There, that's, there's something to that. Yeah, it's real interesting, mm -hmm. but... Because, I mean, we could say something similar of Alice Cooper, although uh, Keith Richards, he's a few miles south of Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, um, Keith Richards looks kind of like Alice Cooper. If Alice Cooper um, fell out of that ugly tree and hit every dang branch on the way down. Yeah, Alice Cooper, I mean, he he's not the best looking man, but... He's just an old wrinkly man. Yeah, you know, and, but he he kind of always has been even since the seventies. Yeah, he kind of looks that way, and mm -hmm. you know the the good thing about him is he's you know at least when he was painting his face, you know, mm -hmm. 
around his eyes and stuff. I mean, it covered some of the wrinkles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there were some people that um, the whole makeup thing uh, really did wonders for him. Like uh, Kiss is another example. Uh, Gene Simmons. Having his entire face <laughs> covered in white makeup and uh, white and black makeup, that really helped him. Well, other than Kiss, you know, went a number of years when they went away from the makeup through the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but they should definitely be back to it now. Yeah. Because you're <laughs> right, Gene Simmons was, you know, Paul Stanley, mm-hmm. lead singer, is not a bad looking man. No. He's a good looking man, but now he's older. Mm-hmm. Gene Simmons, similar to Keith Richards, is just an ugly man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, maybe all bands, once they hit 50 or 60, ought to, you know, ought to just be kind of a law that they go to face paint. Yeah. So when our band becomes uh, something, I think I will have to wear face paint. That's fair enough, because yeah. it's going to be some years yet before we yeah. have that ready. <laughs> I'm digressing as far as guitar playing, because I don't mm-hmm. play it near as much as I used to. I do have... I do have probably 10 books worth of songs I've written. Mm-hmm. I even have some I've played and sang on uh, tape. Oh. You never know. I could have a hit in there. We need to do a concert on uh, on this podcast, don't we? It wouldn't be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You know, all you need is one number one hit to, yep. to carry you through. If it's a big enough hit, you're, you're set for life that's with right. royalties and mm-hmm. everything. And that's uh, that's our whole ambition here. We're just looking for that number one hit. Yeah. And we'll get there. We just, or I think our biggest problem is we put absolutely zero time towards it. Yeah. And we don't talk about it. We don't think about it. We don't, but other than that, mm-hmm. we're doing pretty good. Yeah. You know, we, we keep coming on here and we are going to talk about uh, uh, the doors and Jim Morrison one of these days. Yeah, we we haven't been on topic lately. It's I think we're we're living out our about what mm-hmm. nature or name of the podcast more yeah. recently because we're both busy guys. Yeah, and we I, I I wouldn't say I'm busier, but I'm definitely the one that cancels more often, and I know that's probably going uh, that's joke at Tyler's fault. house. Oh no, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. My wife is a very understanding lady, and you know, on those uh, rare occurrences when we aren't able to record, um, we just are excited we get to be together. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't want to upset your lovely wife either, because I know, as you've stated before, are you kidding? She's a big fan of you. Well, I know, but I know, as you stated before, she needs to listen to the podcast. Just to have a relationship with me. Yeah, to find out what the <laughs> hell's going on in your life. And and I feel like if I miss a week that I'm really screwing with you guys' relationship. <laughs> so I, I did contemplate um, doing a Halloween episode uh, solo. I did think about it. I don't know if our uh, listeners would like that. But I thought about doing, you know, an, an episode about Halloween and hauntings and ghosts and whatnot. Well, you should have. Yeah, maybe I will. If if nothing else, for your wife. Yeah, just so she can get caught up on what's going on with me. Because you know my thoughts on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the same as my thoughts on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, by the way, you would prefer to eat chili on Thanksgiving. I would. I think Thanksgiving, as it has become, mm-hmm. the way we celebrate it today, is probably the dumbest holiday <laughs> ever invented. Yeah, I can. I can see that. We have a, a whole day centered around a bird. Eating a big fat bird. Well, and in going back in time, if mm-hmm. we talk about the first Thanksgiving, the main dish was fish. Yeah, cod. I mean, uh, th- this was right inside uh, Cape Cod. I mean, <laughs> Boston I, Harbor. I would be much happier with the seafood celebration. Yeah, I lobster and crab and mm-hmm. you know halibut and shrimp and. God, I'd be. As I recall, like the staple of a turkey dinner didn't become a thing until I think Norman Rockwell did his holiday painting. Wasn't it the 40s? Yeah, like in the 1940s. Yeah, after the World War II. Yeah, exactly. Like this didn't become a a thing to have a turkey dinner on Thanksgiving Day until the 40s. Yeah, I mean, it had been kind of a holiday, but I. I don't. It was almost kind of a floating holiday. We'll have to we'll have to do uh, an episode about the history of Thanksgiving and actually do some justice to it. Because I mean, we're both sitting here with our phones in our hands, where we could just you know pull up any of this uh, unlimited amount of information, rather than just delving back into the recesses of my warped and twisted mind to figure out. Okay, what do I remember learning about the history of this holiday? Because I do remember. That the history is not all that ancient of a tradition. It certainly doesn't go back to the 1600s. It certainly does not. Yeah, and everybody sees it that way, don't they? Yeah. I mean, I think, don't you see that with like most holidays? People think they were handed down from God himself and they've existed forever. And it it's funny the way that even to see how holidays have morphed you know the fourth of july has always been about fireworks and things like that but even when i was a kid you know there was fireworks on the fourth of july and that was it Mm -hmm. now we have them seven days leading in yeah or seven days after and oh do you remember the year they opened up for a month yeah and you could do fireworks anytime during the month of july boy that was a nightmare (laughs) and i will have to sincerely apologize to mrs tyler because i know she loves fireworks but again yeah, got... she also loves her cats too and dogs and you know, that was a rough year going for a month straight well and i may be wrong but she probably likes some like i like things you don't mm-hmm. want excess of it exactly That'd you know be, or it's then no longer it, special right yeah there's nothing special about it mm-hmm. and we already have enough here because in utah the state holiday is less than you know it's just a little yeah. over two weeks after mm-hmm. the fourth yeah. of july so yeah we'd celebrate the fourth and the 24th so when you have days multiple days leading up to the fourth where you can do fireworks the mm-hmm. fourth a few yeah. days after and then the same on the 24th that's right so we have like what 10 to 12 days during the month of july yeah, i mean basically two weeks of fireworks out of the month yeah and it that's just, a, well, I mean, one day is enough for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything against them. I really don't. I just mm-hmm. don't enjoy them like other people. And yeah. I would probably 
be okay if they just did one night the fourth mm -hmm. and the funny thing about it around here and i don't get it but that's about the only day they don't do them yeah well and that was the other weird thing is that they they stopped doing them at the stadium this year they moved them to like the the fairgrounds west of town and like it had been tradition for years and years going back where they do a concert and then they do the fireworks show at the university stadium up here, the football stadium. And yeah, Utah State University. Yeah, there was perfect places to go and watch fireworks from all around the stadium, uh, whether it was from the grocery store parking lot down the street where they did a huge, I think they did a car show there uh, before, didn't they? I don't know about that. No, I mean, they wouldn't have been because that's on the cruise end. Well, that's kind of what I was going to yeah. have to disagree with you a little bit is I actually prefer where they're at now mm -hmm. because even though I don't love fireworks, we're always down at, you know, over the fourth, they do the great big cruise yeah. in three-day car show down there that we mm -hmm. always take part in. And yeah. we're always down there late at night in the last couple of years that they've done fireworks down there. They're just like half a block from us. And we've been mm -hmm. parked there all day, you know. Yeah, so you got a perfect Yeah, right? <laughs> so it's kind of been cool for us because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not one that's going to go pay to go to put fireworks. I don't like them that much, but they're kind of fun to mm -hmm. watch, you know, if you're just sitting there or whatever, you yeah. know. And so, well, now with that in mind, we're gonna have to come and see you on, uh, you know, the cruise at night when they do fireworks down there. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of, well, we already have the place staked out, exactly. and it's mm -hmm. kind of weird because it's on the well, it depends on what night it's on, but like this year mm -hmm. it was on the Saturday night. Yeah, and so everybody had left, mm -hmm. you know, from the car show, and we're still there with our cars, and then all of a sudden all these other people pack in, mm -hmm. you know, and that place got packed everywhere oh, sure you can't did, get yeah. get away from them but it was kind of cool because mm -hmm. you know i've been to them in the stadium one time mm -hmm. and i do enjoy them i think they look better down there yeah i really if you're up on them mm -hmm. like we kind of are you know i yeah i i kind of thought that was nice but mm -hmm. you know it is what it is yeah we, we've spot we've scattered out a few different spots to watch fireworks from and we've had a good time in the past, but I guess we're just going to have to get used to something different now. Oh, well, nothing, nothing surprising there. I mean, that that's the one thing that's consistent in this world is a change. Yeah. But haven't you seen that with holidays? Um, mm -hmm. You know, Christmas, I don't think has really changed in any way other than it gets earlier every year. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I'll tell you, they've they've got a pretty hard line drawn on at Halloween. You know, Christmas starts November first. Yeah, um, they will not let it go and extend before Halloween. They'll start selling stuff or start stocking Christmas stuff in the stores before Halloween, but I don't. But they won't start playing Christmas music over the radio. They won't, uh, the, the, the towns and the cities won't put up decorations and lights before Halloween. They, they draw that hard line on October 31st. So, well, they're, they're so different of holidays, you know, yeah. so different of feeling and mm -hmm. Thanksgiving kind of falls in there, but it's not really a decorative celebratory experience you know True. that you're leading up to i mean mm -hmm. really leading up to thanksgiving you're most people are celebrating 
Christmas already. Yeah. You know, in, in decoration, you know, you go, mm-hmm. you go to the malls or the stores and it's all Christmas, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. even before Thanksgiving. So, yeah. Uh, well, it's also a big tradition for a lot of people. Uh, day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, they, it's it, That's a holiday in and of itself. Well, and even that's changing, yeah. you know, everywhere's having pre black Friday sales mm-hmm. now <laughs> to get the jump on it. Yeah. So black Friday pricing all through the month of November. Yeah. So you, I think you're starting to see that dissipate a little bit as well, mm-hmm. because you know, to get the jump, people were doing it a couple days earlier and then a week earlier and then a month earlier. And then, you know, my wife's already taken bought some things on black mm-hmm. Friday specials. And I'm like, what do you mean black Friday specials? Yeah. Well, they're doing their Black Friday. Well, when the hell's Black Fr- How many Black Fridays are there? <laughs> so now November is just Black Friday month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and of course, now you've got Prime Day. Yeah. Well, they tried doing that. They tried doing Black Friday um, before, like creeping into Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Um, and I think people got really annoyed by that. Annoyed enough to the point that they put a stop to it. Um you know, they were starting to do uh, the sales starting at six o'clock on uh, on Thanksgiving Day evening. Oh, yeah. We we would go through town when we'd go out to the in-laws and we'd see people lined up at the yeah. Best Buy and the mm-hmm. Walmart and things like at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, so this holiday has definitely surpassed the meaning of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, but that that's kind of why I don't mm-hmm. like Thanksgiving much is because it seems like it's a... Does anybody really know what they're celebrating? That's kind of a conundrum, isn't it? And I guess that's why we don't make a, a bigger deal out of Thanksgiving beyond the fact that it's a feast. And that's kind of the universal thing is that it's a feast. It's a feast for your family. So uh, you'll have groups of, of friends who will cluster together and they'll do a Thanksgiving by themselves. But for the most part, it seems to be a, a family holiday where... A whole bunch of it's a big reunion. Everybody comes together and has a a, a big turkey dinner together. Do you? I, that's something I've kind of got an issue with. Do you eat more on Thanksgiving than any other meal? Um, because I not don't necessarily. To me, I eat when I'm full. Mm-hmm. I eat till I'm full. I you mean, till you're full. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's on. Yeah, and it's not pleasant to overstuff. No, and but yeah. but you hear everybody making such a big deal about it leading mm-hmm. up to it, like, oh, I'm going to be so stuffed. Well, once I'm full, I'm done eating. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know, and mm-hmm. I don't. And I guess for me, I don't consider it that bad of a meal because I don't really like the cake and the pie. I don't really mm-hmm. eat it. I'll eat the turkey, the potatoes, and yeah, yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. Rolls. Yeah, I'm. I'm not real extensive on it you know i don't get into all the desserts and and things like that and so to me me eating on thanksgiving in a way is no different than any other day in fact i might even eat less on thanksgiving because we generally Mm -hmm. instead of having a lunch and a dinner we have it kind of in between yeah and then i don't eat Mm -hmm. so i'm only eating one meal as well so one meal till you're full instead of three meals till you're full yeah or two meals till you're full yeah, I, yeah, I'm no, just. Are you a breakfast person? I sometimes, like if I'm out of town or whatever I am, mm-hmm. or if I'm on, you know, vacation or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like my breakfast consists of a banana. Mm-hmm. 
that's yeah. that's my breakfast every once in a while yeah. i'll have a piece of toast but <laughs> i very rarely do i eat breakfast yeah or or can uh, you say i always do but yeah, it's just something silly yeah i i mean i i love breakfast food um but yeah maybe on the weekends or holiday or uh yeah vacation yeah but that's about it i'm too lazy to get up and make a breakfast mm-hmm. you know probably a superb yeah. breakfast for me would be a egg mcmuffin mm-hmm. from mcdonald's yeah and i would get an egg mcmuffin if they were open or if they were serving breakfast afternoon like they used to yeah well, speaking of egg McMuffins, I don't know if they're our uh, sponsor today, but let's uh, have a minute with them and see what they have to yeah. say. Second break. Hey, listener, this is Ty from About What Podcast. If you've been listening to us, you know that Justin is a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you yourself are a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you've just purchased yourself a brand new Trans Am that you want to get all fixed up. Or maybe you've got yourself an old Chevelle, uh, maybe an old Chevy pickup that needs to restoration. Whatever it is that you've got, why don't you head over to joltparts.com. That's Justin's website. See what uh, parts he's got for your restoration, modification, customization. He's into all kinds of stuff. And if you are a listener to this podcast, and I'm assuming you are if you're hearing this, um, you get an offer of 10% off any purchase of $100 or more at checkout. Just use the promo code about what. That's all uh, lowercase letters about what. And Justin will give you 10% off your first order of uh, parts from joltparts.com. So turn your clunker into a classic and uh, fix up your brand new Trans Am. Um, GM, uh, Pontiac, Mopar, Chrysler, uh, whatever it is you got. Go take a look. All right. Thank you very much for supporting our uh, our sponsors, whoever they may be. Probably probably Justin. Well, yeah. I was going to say, you're the one that puts them in. Yeah. So Joke parts for everything that your car needs. Well, your old car. Your old car, specifically, yeah. And more specifically, your Chevy, Buick, Cadillac, Oldsmobile, or most importantly, your Pontiac. Yeah, Pontiac, specifically. Um, sorry, nothing for your Prius. Uh, I've got some. We we sell some dice that hang from your rearview mirror. I guess you could buy those for your Prius. Yeah, we do. Um, and some cleaning supplies. You know, speaking of, of new cars, um, we've got a, a, a guest that has joined us uh, for this segment, and um, he's recently acquired a new car. Why don't you introduce our guest there, Tyler? Our guest? What, what name do you want to go by on this podcast, you man? Uh, probably just Porter. All right. You're going to go by your first name. His name is Porter. That would be my 18-year-old son. Mm-hmm. He's uh, constantly in the other room listening to us in here talk, so we figured we'd bring him in here to talk. Are you really 18 years old, Porter? I think so, yeah. Holy cow, where did the time go? <laughs> yeah, and he did just get him a new car. Yes, he did. And in fact, it's the same as one of the cars I have. That's right. 
that's funny when I say one of the cars <laughs> I have, because <laughs> I, I do have many, but one of my, you know, newer cars, I, I call it my, it's my newest car, mm-hmm. funny enough, but it's not that new. It's, it's still 16 years old. It's a 2006 yeah. Pontiac GTO. Mm-hmm. And uh, Porter just bought him one as well, a 2006 Pontiac GTO. And mm-hmm. Do you like the car, Porter? Yeah. What do you like best about it? The sound. <laughs> it does sound nice. Yeah. It's, <laughs> in fact, we could I could hear it reverberating in yeah. the, the headphones when you got home. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that uh, engine. When I pulled up to your drive tonight, I opened up the door and heard that engine just purring like a it, it wasn't like a kitty cat bro this thing was purring like a tiger no it, yeah. this, this just sounds nothing like a prius yeah no uh this it is, sounds rumbly and mean it's got a big uh mm-hmm. 6.0 v8 ls2 mm-hmm. it uh they're they're nice cars they yeah. really are mm-hmm. um corvette with a back seat yeah, it's basically a Corvette yeah. with a back seat mm-hmm. and a Pontiac emblem. Let's let's yeah. not forget the most mm-hmm. important part that gives it all its power and prestige mm-hmm. is the Pontiac. Um, as you know, I mean, you've learned that I'm a huge Beatles lover, mm-hmm. right? Huge Doors lover. Yeah. Huge music lover. Huge Pontiac GTO lover as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not even you don't even need to stop stop at the GTO. You could just say huge yeah. Pontiac lover. Mm-hmm. Would you say Porter Pontiac's your favorite car? Yeah. See, I wonder where he gets it from. Chip off the old block. Which What's your favorite <laughs> car, Tyler? Um, like if you were, I mean, I know you're not super into muscle cars or anything like that, but I do, I do know you like them. I do, um, especially anybody's restoration project. You take a look at some of those uh, cars out there, the car shows, and you can just see that these people have put so much effort into re- uh, restoring it to making it factory original, uh, the show quality, putting the polish on there so it just shines in the sun. Yeah, yeah I. You have to respect that, even if it's not your thing. You really have to respect that. Well, uh, to me and my friends always, you know, I've got a couple good buddies we go to the car shows with and they're huge Ford guys. They both got Mustangs and I'm always giving them shit about it and they're always giving me shit about mine. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you kind of hit it on the head. Everybody you see there, you, I mean, especially when you do it yourself, you Mm -hmm. realize how much hard work, time and money go, Mm -hmm. go into these things and whether they're restored up to original or doing a resto mod or doing something completely custom Mm -hmm. whether you like it or not you've got to appreciate the time and patience we've put a lot of time haven't we porter yeah Yeah. and we're working on a 69 1969 firebird right now Mm -hmm. and we were hoping to have it done but i've kind of give up on having it ready for drivability this year so it'll be in the garage this winter again but you know but it's coming along yeah it's it's getting there we don't have a whole lot to go Mm -hmm. uh my biggest concern is will it start what do you think port after a few times yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean we've done everything to it we put a new uh, fuel tank in it new fuel lines new brake lines disc brake upgrade completely redone the motor we've pretty much redone the interior now 
It just needs to get back together. Yeah. So. So, Porter, uh, your GTO. Um, when after you got it, did you have to do any work to it? Uh, I had to change the hood and trunk struts because they didn't work at all. I had to change the fuel line. Mm-hmm. And by I, I mean me and my dad. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I, how that's how we learn. Yeah, <laughs> we we did. We put new grills in it. We put some SAP aftermarket grills. We put new blacked out emblems on it. Oh wow. Um, we spent a lot of time cleaning it, you know, and condition conditioning the leather on the seats. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else we've done to it. Put a new radio in. Oh yeah, we installed a brand new radio. Radio. We've you know changed, put a new air filter in it. Um, the lug nut caps. Yeah, we changed the lug nut covers mm-hmm. caps over to black. Yeah. Instead of the stock silver, it's a pretty sharp looking car. Mm-hmm. In fact, I bet you Tyler, if I sent him a picture, could make that our oh, our, our episode art this week. In fact, that's exactly what I should uh, do because you know we we talked in the last segment a bit about holidays and celebrations and whatnot. This car is something worth celebrating. Cause it I, is. I, 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 our our listeners out there need to see this car. So it's, yeah, that's going to be our. Our picture this week and my car's never even made it on an episode yet no and that's a beautiful car too cherry red yeah. yeah well depends on which one you're talking about i've got a blue gto a red gto and a maroon firebird I'm talking about the 2006 yeah but yeah. my 2006 porter's mine are both the same year mm-hmm. mine's a six speed is an automatic same yeah everything other than that his has got um, they both have leather interiors. Mine's got black leather. His has got red leather. Yeah. It's pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. So I think the closest I've come to putting your car on, uh, on one of the, the graphics was, uh, I don't even think it was on this podcast. I think it was on our other one. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody ought to check that one out. Yeah, it's got one, some, the Moore's murders. Uh, we call that a little wild yeah. and crazy. Uh, yeah, that one was uh, armchair globetrotters. So if you if you want a wild and crazy ride before about what got going, go check out armchair globetrotters. It was a wild ride. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, and we probably will revisit an episode or two here. Mm-hmm. Have a reunion with our old yeah. uh, rocket scientist. With our, uh, yeah, our neighborhood rocket scientist uh, who. You'll be shocked that the guy is a rocket scientist. So you did, you did, <laughs> Tyler. You did say, yeah. you know, what car you appreciated cars yeah. and stuff. But what is your car? What my, What my would car, you have if you could have an old car or truck or something like that? Oh, you know, I really like the uh, the square body Chevy trucks. Do you? Yeah, seventies and eighties. I've had yeah. three of them. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I had them when they were trucks, not collectors' yeah. items. You know, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, they were. It was my actual vehicle. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I, I owned one, and I think I paid fifteen hundred dollars for it, and uh, I turned around and sold it to a guy in Texas for this. Well, actually, I sold him. I sold it to him in reality for a lot less. I, the agreement was for two thousand, but I think I ended up getting one hundred and fifty out of it. <laughs> I had a seventy-seven, uh, which was the old square body with the round headlights, yeah. I had an eighty-one, which was 
had the square headlights and then I had an 86. Mm -hmm. So all three and the, the, the 77 and the 81 were both Chevys. My 86 was a GMC, obviously real similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Porter likes square bodies, don't you? Yeah. The the problem with them now, though, that you're finding is now that all the 60s cars are mm-hmm. kind of picked over and stuff now, 70s and 80s cars and trucks yeah. are becoming popular, and the square bodies mm-hmm. are ridiculous priced. Yeah. They, they're they available, but yeah. Oh, yeah, they, because they made them from 73 mm-hmm. to 87 yeah, in Chevy and GMC. <laughs> Well, yeah, a lot of the parts mm-hmm. we sell in Jolt Parts fits yeah. 73 to 87. You know, they yeah. change the headlights from round to square about halfway through the production. But other than that, they're mm-hmm. pretty similar on everything. I mean, yeah. there was little changes, obviously. But yeah. But you have a preferable year you would buy? Not necessarily. You don't care if they're square or round headlights? I prefer the square headlights, but that's just my own personal thing. And see, I prefer the round. Do you? Mm-hmm. I didn't used to, but I do now. Mm-hmm. And... But you can't get them. Yeah. What about you, Port? What year would you want? I think 72. That's not a square body. Oh. 73 is first year for square body. Well, that's the one I meant. Mm-hmm. No, okay. Is, uh, what about the style? Do you like the uh, step side or do you prefer the, uh, the square uh, long bed on it? I don't really like the step sides as much. Yeah. Me neither. I, I was never a big fan of the step side myself. I, I did re- have a step side um, Chevy truck or GMC truck actually from 1994, and that was a nice little truck. But um, I, I never really put enough effort into getting it back into good working condition. Step, step sides are kind of worthless in in mm-hmm. in some ways. I mean, they yeah. just make your bed littler. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one thing: <clears throat> it's easier to clean out the bed. Because you don't have the wheel wells to go around. Well, it shouldn't get as dirty because you can't haul as much. Yeah, true, because you're, you're losing six inches on each side, right? But Yeah, but then again, what I always wanted was a short bed, mm-hmm. which you can't haul as much in either. But yeah. none of the square bodies I had had short beds. Mm-hmm. And now, for some reason, the short bed trucks are worth a lot more. Guess everybody wants the dang short beds. Yeah, on. even going back into the 60s and yeah. stuff, the short beds. Now, when you get to the 50s trucks, pretty much all of them were step sides. That was yeah. the style, mm-hmm. you know. So there was a few fleet sides back mm-hmm. then, but they were kind of goofy looking. Yeah. They don't look right on those it, models. Exactly, cuz you know, that that was the the era of the there were smooth rounded uh fenders and everything. Yeah. So. so what about a car? Would you do you have a dream car? I really liked Corvettes. Um like what vintage of Corvette? Well, that's the kind of the problem is, cuz I mean, the, the Corvette they started making those in the 50s 53 yeah 53 and they're still making them and it's one of the longest running uh you know models that's out there that's you know still going still being produced which is pretty dang cool i mean we we talked recently about the ford mustang was another one that's you know yeah. a long running model that uh, ford's been putting out but um let's see i like the look of the steam grays but i they're uh I don't know. That's a that's a tough question. I, I guess I'm going to stick with my gut and go with the Stingrays. What about you, Porter? What's your dream car? Kind of already have it. The GTO. Yeah. The 2006 GTO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you change anything about it? 
Well, I'd get a manual one with a different color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the big, well, first of all, it's black yeah. with the red interior. And I think it is mm-hmm. sharp as hell. It is. And he's told me that he didn't want black, but you know, we found this one and it was an excellent price. Mm-hmm. Low mileage. I mean, have to have 75,000 miles on a 16 year old car yeah. is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and the paint's in immaculate condition considering, you know, yeah, there's little rock chips on it like any car. Sure. I mean, hell, our newer car has mm-hmm. just as many rock chips. But I think the black is the best color for a sports car. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think you can go wrong. Yeah, We might have to trade cars because when I bought mine, mm-hmm. which is red, they were hard to find. They didn't make mm-hmm. very many of these cars. And, and if I was to get any color... Red would be my last choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I ended up with. And mm-hmm. I'd prefer black. So yeah. he and I might have to change. Other than mine has a lot less miles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he'd well, have to pay me a premium. Is is yours a stick shift? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a six speed. Yeah. yeah, it's a six speed. So yeah, you should just swap with your dad. Huh? Might not have a clutch after that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, they are, they are kind of hard to drive, you know. I mean, even... You know, I've driven manuals for years, mm-hmm. and they're one of the harder cars to drive, the mm-hmm. way the clutch works, how short the shift pattern is, and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's definitely not a beginner's car on a manual, no. you know. And, and, of course, nobody knows how to drive manual anymore. They don't make manual vehicles. Yeah, they, they're pretty obsolete. Yeah, they really are, which yeah. which is sad, you know, because they used yeah. to be called standards. Mm-hmm. They were called yeah. standards because that was the standard, mm-hmm. you know, and... But, yeah, and then the automatic transmission became this novelty that you could pay a whole lot more to get. Well, you know, that's the funny thing. My 66 GTO is an automatic. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I bought that car, I was going to change it to a four-speed because I thought it'd be cooler. And then I sent in the paperwork and they come back and said it was one of very few that were built with an automatic on the column. And so I didn't want to change it. And the funny thing was, is that automatic on the column was the most expensive option of that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're just not as desirable now. But, you know, if you look at the extra parts needed on those transmissions and on the shifter mm-hmm. shifting linkage and things like that, it was a expensive option at the time, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And most people didn't go for it. Something like AC at the time, right? Exactly. So... Yeah. Nowadays, we look at AC as a, an absolute must, you know. That's not, it doesn't seem like it's an option anymore. I don't think there's any vehicles it's an option on. Yeah. I, I, I would guess there may be some areas, you know, in Canada and stuff, cars mm-hmm. or maybe, well, I wouldn't even think that. I'm sure uh, they have it, just, you know, they never use it. <laughs> yeah, or use it for, you yeah. know, a lot, you know, a limited time. Yeah, it's kind of like rain gutters in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. But when it rains in Arizona, I've been in Arizona when it rains, and it floods. I'm sure it does. Because the ground is so hard down there, mm-hmm. hard and baked. There's nowhere for that rain to soak into. Yeah. Because when it rains here, you know, it's soaking mm-hmm. into the ground. Yeah, because the ground's relatively, you know, at least absorbent. Yeah. I mean, that our ground isn't so, uh, you know. What? Porous? Yeah, or well, our ground of, is porous. We're, we're not we're in a desert, sure, but we're not like such a dried out area where it just ha- it has no absorption at all. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I mean, it, I, there's a whole video that uh, was floating around social media for a while, and I thought it was different. The, I thought it was the Roadrunners down in Arizona that had probably, you know, trodden it down so it was so hard it mm-hmm. couldn't soak in. Yeah. Meet me. Yeah. Meet me. <laughs> so now Porter wants to get him a mid '80s F body car, like oh. a Firebird Trans Am. Yeah. Yeah, just bought a car in Amari. He hasn't made his first payment on this one yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. To me, that's who his bank is on this one, is me. Mm -hmm. And he's already, tonight, before we started recording, he was already telling me he wants to buy another one. Mm -hmm. So he's, and I don't know where he gets this from. You want a a T-top Trans Am, don't you? Smokey and the Bandit, yeah. I just don't get it, because, (laughs) I mean, I've only got six or seven cars. Yeah. And... Don't drive any of them. As one does. I mean, I, I do my 66 GTO. I drive. Mm-hmm. We take that to almost every car show there is mm-hmm. that, that's local. Yeah. And my 06, we try and get that out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever show your other cars? Because you've got quite a few. No, none of my other cars are really show ready. My 66 is completely built, completely mm-hmm. done, show ready car. So the the Firebird, that's probably your next one. That'll be my next yeah. one. It'll be ready. And then I have a 66 Chevy pickup, mm-hmm. and I have a 56 Pontiac mm-hmm. uh, Catalina Chieftain. Okay. And, well, it's actually a Chieftain Catalina mm-hmm. um, that I'll do at some point. So I think those will keep me busy for yeah the next little while. Mm-hmm. Especially if Porter buys him one, too. We'll be busy on that. Yeah, for sure. That's where we got away from working on the Firebird was when he got the GTO. We spent quite a few days working on it. So, yeah. you know, not doing anything mechanical or anything like that. Just yeah. sharpening it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said you changed out the fuel line? Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. As well, those those cars are well known. They've got a rubber fuel line mm-hmm. up there. And they're well known for that rubber fuel line uh, wearing through after, yeah. and starting on fire. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the common changes on them is to put a stainless steel fuel line that can't wear through mm-hmm. on there, and that was one of the first things we did. Yeah, so good thinking. Yeah, so yeah, and that seems more like uh, preventative maintenance. So, well, yeah, and it has a nice shiny fuel line on it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has air conditioning. Yeah, that's yeah, it does. That'll be very important to you in the winter or in, in the summertime when you have that, that black car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is red seats aren't near as hot as what my black seats are. True. Mm-hmm. So, so you got that going for you. Yeah. <laughs> You'll at least be able to sit in it while it's cooling down. So last few weeks, Tyler and I have got off topic. We, you know, we've always been good at doing topics on a movie or something 60s or mm-hmm. something like that. What would you porter want to hear us talk about what's something we could cover in our non-intelligent way that you think would be interesting to hear us talk about well personally i'd like to hear about cars but Hmm. all right and we do have a few of them on the road we were or on Mm -hmm. the record of what we want to do we've got a list of Mm -hmm. 100 topics we want to cover yeah. we've got and probably just as many movies we've got emails from people that want us to talk about some things some of them are good ideas some of them are things that either aren't very interesting topics <laughs> or we just simply wouldn't do it justice yeah 
then again, I don't know if we've done anything justice. No, uh, like we said earlier, there's uh, there's nobody that's tuning into this that's uh, looking to hear justice. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're tuning in because of uh, we don't know why you're tuning in, but uh, uh, thanks, mom, for supporting me. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even think you were talking to your mom. No, <laughs> we we don't see the world through the same uh, spectacles. So. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, we definitely got. Um, I know we were going to cover the Ford Mustang at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the Corvette would be good to cover. Yeah, um, we did cover the GTO. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've we've got a lot of them to cover. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we don't like, uh, Ralph Nader. No, we covered him too, we didn't we? Him. And he, he really screwed shit up. He sure did. You, was... Do you know the whole story about Ralph Nader, Porter? Nope. Oh, he, he, he single-handedly ended yeah. the, the Corvair. I, I really like to think that in my heart that it, he had good intentions, but. I like to think that. No, I think Ralph Nader <laughs> was a douchebag. Yeah, let's let's get down. The to evidence it. is just too much. I yeah, he, he I I mean, he killed fun. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. so what if a person was dying now and then from mm -hmm. an impact? Yeah, the reason why Van Halen can't drive fifty-five. Well, that you've got that wrong. Been. First of all, that's Sammy Hagar. Before he was with Van Halen. Oh, okay. So I, I don't mean to correct you, but I'm just... That's fine. That's okay. Sammy Hagar himself, and I, I don't want Eddie Van Halen or all those guys. forbid I ever give some bad information out <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just don't want you to do it about music. You of know course, I mean? yeah. I, I just... It's more about education right. here. Sammy somewhere. Hagar can't drive 55 because of Mr. Ralph Nader. Well, does he, you know, I've always taken that song kind of the opposite way. It's like he has no throttle. And I'm I'm sitting there thinking, well, maybe I'd take it. Somebody knows what they're doing. Because if you can't get up to 55, what's your problem? I guess, you know, having a bulletproof uh, vehicle will make it heavier. True. Yeah. He also sings Three Lock Box. Yeah. Which is a sexual innuendo. Yes, it is. But, you know. <laughs> But, uh, you, you know, here's an interesting thing. For as heavy as my camper is, it's got a fiberglass body on it. Does it? Yeah. I'm kind of impressed. Like, because I was working on my brakes the other night, and I tried to, you know, magnet the the light uh, on the camper so I could have some light while I was working in the dark. Wouldn't stick to anything because the whole damn thing is fiberglass. <laughs> well, you're going to... I'm going to have to send you home with a fiberglass magnet. All right. It's actually called double-sided 3M tape. That would do it. But it works mm -hmm. on fiberglass yeah. and yeah. on steel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's <coughs> kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. well, so do you you gonna do you take the camper out during the winter at all? No. Um, in fact, I, I think it's pretty well winterized now. Well, I, I need to. But wouldn't that be the time out. to take it out? It would be. I mean, if you really think about it, because I guarantee you the campgrounds are going to be pretty barren during those times. Oh, absolutely, they are. So, a lot of people, they go camping all year long. 
you can take it wherever. I mean, if you can't make it, you can just park it right there. Exactly. Wherever you can make it to, yeah. and there you go. There's no reason to be in a hurry. You've got your house there on wheels. Yeah, that's true. So, so we also got to cover some movies. Mm -hmm. Do you have any good movies or topics about the 60s we could cover, Porter? Would Dazed and Confused wear it? Well, Days of Confused. That was a pretty good movie. Actually. It's it's an <laughs> excellent movie. It mm -hmm. was filmed in the nineties, about the about late seventies, mm -hmm. but it does have some sixties cars in it. So I would say, hell yeah. yes, mm -hmm. hell yes, it, that'll be the next one we do. Okay, I'm on board. Next week, Dazed and Confused. Next week, as Dazed and Confused. reporter, and you got to be here too. Okay. You got to give your input, but you got to get your own headphones. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. We're going to have to get another... Uh, we're going to have to have a three-way splitter now. Yeah. <laughs> so next week, we're going to have a three-way. Yeah. Over days and confused. Mm -hmm. This is going to be interesting. So... <laughs> On the love seat. Yeah. So... I, I'll, I'll tell you something, uh, Border, since um, since you want to hear more about cars. I'm, I'm going to list off the cars that I've owned since I was your age. <laughs> Let's hear it. And it's, it's kind of an amusing list. So... Um, when I was 18, um, I was driving my dad's old Honda Accord. It was a 1990 Honda Accord LX. That's a hot rod. You know, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a hot rod for sure. I drove the crap out of that thing. Um, and then I, I was about to trade that car in for a Chevy pickup truck. It was a little S10 with the stick shift, uh, two wheel drive. And uh, my dad said, I'm not letting you get rid of that car. I'm just going to buy you the truck. So <laughs> um, that's what I, that's what I had in my early 20s was this uh, bl uh, dark blue S10 pickup. That, uh, I also drove the crap out of that. Um, eventually, I sold that one and bought the, um, the Chevy that was a 1984 Chevy uh, K10, I think it was. That one was four-wheel drive, and I liked it. It was also a stick shift. Um, at the same time, I also bought a, uh, <laughs> let's see, that little Ford Escort was, I think, a 94. And it was an Escort station wagon. Sweet. Oh, man, that thing. I, I could sleep it comfortably in the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and at the time, that was one of my main criteria for buying a vehicle, was how comfortably I could sleep in it. Were you homeless? No. Not, not remotely. I, Did you ever sleep in it? Oh, yeah. Or just, there I was mean, no reason to. Like you'd just be at <laughs> home and decide, I'm going to go up to Canyon and sleep. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Yeah. That's not strange at all. No, exactly. I mean, I'm, yeah, it's, it's strange. It's very strange. Did you ever just sleep in your driveway in it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Neighbors thought I was weird. Oh, you're weird. Yeah. There, there's. I'm on their side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it's a good thing you bought a motorhome. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you're gonna it's sleep less, in your vehicle, it might as well have weird. a bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's less weird when you sleep in a motorhome. But yeah. Um, let's see. So that was the. And then I bought my Mazda, my little Mazda six, uh, 2004, and that thing was, I think, a year old when I bought it. And uh, that one, I, I was still driving that thing when I started working for your dad. <laughs> so everything else, well, now I have a minivan. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. Sedona. 
And I have no kids. I'm glad we had Porter in here for a few minutes tonight because he gave us a topic for next week. Yep. Sure. And that's actually what we needed more than anything. So yep. I'm sorry we haven't been covering topics, but we're gonna get back on we're gonna get back on it. Yeah. And go. So in the meantime, you can reach us at about pod. About what pod? About what pod at gmail.com, about what pod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh send us your thoughts, your prayers, your wishes, your hopes, your dreams. Yep. And next week, movie night. So Days of Confused. Yep. Not from the sixties, but we do know it has at least one sixties car in it. Bye.